0: Hi there, thank you for listening to hashtag NATOjobs, the podcast. My name is Julie and I'm your host for this first season of conversations with NATO staff about working for the Alliance. Each episode I have a chat with one of the staff members to discuss their experience. They give you an insight into their personal NATO journey from A to Z. What made them decide to apply to NATO? How do they feel their current job allows them to make an impact? And what would they say to someone who's thinking of applying? Today, Logan Brune will answer those questions for you. He's one of the most recent members of the talent acquisition team here at NATO. Logan, welcome to the podcast. Hi. And welcome to NATO, I should say, as you joined NATO about five months ago, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Even less, actually. A bit over three months. So how
0: are you today, Logan?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, It's my first time in front of the microphone, so it's always very exciting. But I know that I have a a fun guest today, so that helps calming the nerves. Thank you very (laughs)
1: much. Thank you very much. I hope I will be up to the standards. Of course you will.
0: (laughs) Well, could you please present yourself? Um, I've already established that your name is Logan, but um, could you please tell us a bit about your background and previous experiences? Yes,
1: of course. Uh, Yeah, my name is Logan, indeed. Um, I have a little baby boy. I'm married. Um, I originally come from Tournai, so as you can probably hear from my accent, uh, I'm a French speaker, originally. I have a big passion for the UK, so I actually lived in the UK for quite a while, in England, in Ireland, and in Wales. Um, I studied languages at university uh, at the UCL and business communication as well. Uh, And then my love for uh, HR pushed me to do an executive master um, in HR in uh, evening classes. And in a nutshell, I had a previous life before the corporate world where I was teaching at university. I was teaching languages and then the corporate world called me. uh, And so I started recruitment about six years and a half ago.
0: Okay, wow, that's for me all brand new information. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like a fast track to success and there's definitely some elements in there um, that explain why you're working at NATO today.
1: Uh, Yeah, 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 of course. Um, I, I, I will, of course, yeah, develop on all those elements. But yeah, it's true that it's kind of, I feel like my career and my journey is kind of elements that were gathered for from all my experiences, and that kind of makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I joined NATO. I have the international aspect. I have the recruitment. I and mean, it, it all kind of fits together. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was meant to be, I don't no,
0: know. No, that makes total sense. I, I have the same thing. Uh, while I, When I started my professional journey, uh, I felt as if I had no idea what I was going to do. But yeah. looking back now, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> Maybe I, I
1: had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> i was just not aware of it. Yeah.
0: Do you think that passion has played a role uh, in deciding your journey?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, um, yeah, basically when I was starting to, to work at university, it was really kind of, yeah, just following what I had been doing. And I had been dreaming about teaching since I was a little kid. So it was really something that I wanted to do. And then some elements in life pushed me to move back to Belgium. And there it was that at university, I was kind of confronted to the corporate world with some courses. And there was kind of that little voice in my head that was like, it was really fun to do that. So why wouldn't I try? And so... It was that kind of drive and passion for it, even if it was really limited, that kind of pushed me to do to do it and to just go for it and to say, we'll see what it brings. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, I'll do something else. So I think, yeah, for me, it's really important when you have that kind of drive or urge to listen to it. Uh, that's also when I change companies, what made me change. It's like, okay, if there is that voice, listen to it, and there might be something there. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake, and then you adapt. So... That's kind of yeah my motto and my uh, way of thinking um, about life in general.
0: I was just going to say, that's with everything in life. Yeah. You try no, to true. make decisions and if they do not end up to be the right decision, then you, you try to adapt and, and make it right.
1: Yeah, and as you say, when you look back, usually you will say, okay, I learned from that exactly. and I did something afterwards.
0: Exactly. Okay. And as you have pointed out, you have worked uh, for a couple of years in the private sector before joining NATO. Um, as you have been with us for a couple of months now, uh, which differences have stood out to you the most upon joining?
1: So it's totally different, of course. Um, not only is the yeah, private sector versus NATO, but also yeah, the size of the company, like, it's just huge. It's completely uh, different. I was in really small companies before. Um, what really stood out, the first thing is, the level of approvals everywhere. They, it's so such a secured environment. Um, everything needs to everyone needs to have an eye on what you're doing and to be approved. Um, it makes sense. So people explain you why that is in place. It makes sense, but it's very different to private sector where sometimes you're just like, okay, this makes sense. Let's just implement it and we just go and fast forward. And here it's like, no, everything needs to be correct. Everything needs to be right. Um, and it does make sense because implications are big. Uh, but yeah, it was a big shock when I, uh, when I arrived. And that comes also with the complexity of the organization. When I arrived, I felt like they were speaking another language. You have acronyms everywhere. And people most of the time can't even explain the acronyms because they're so used to them that they don't even know what they stand for.
0: Although we do say (laughs) as a tip for the recruitment process, don't use acronyms and abbreviations. (laughs) Or
1: explain them. But yeah, here we tend to uh, forget a bit about that uh, piece of advice. Uh, So it takes a bit, but then you get caught yourself on that, because now I can notice that when I explain the process, I'm also using the acronyms. And you
0: speak NATO so language. I
1: speak NATO language, not fluently yet, but yeah, I'm getting around. Um, one thing that really stood out and I'm really happy um, is the integrity of it all. Um, that's something that in recruitment it's sometimes lacking, especially in the private sector, where you might not always have a clear process or clear rules. Here we do everything to avoid bias. It's merit based. There are a lot of rules. The process is very strict. There are a lot of approvals to make sure that we select the best person for the job. Um, and that's something that is really refreshing uh, that might be considered stiff when you arrive and heavy in terms of process. But at the end of the day, it guarantees that we made the right choice. Um, and that's important for the nations as well and for candidates uh, to remain fair. And then, one last thing that stood out, and I hope we can hear it in this conversation as well, is um, how open, caring, kind people are. Um, It may be silly of me, but when I had the image of NATO, of course, very serious, uh, very, um, you know, very organized and everything, I was like, okay, this is going to be a big change from uh, the previous companies where I was. and in fact, it's really not, everyone is really positive. Everyone is there to help. Um, and I was really surprised with that, really, when I arrived on the first day on. Um, if I don't know something, if I arrive late somewhere, uh, you don't feel judged and everyone is human and it's fine. And that's really refreshing as well. Um, and that's really something that also shows to people uh, you might have preconceptions, Uh, about NATO or other things in general. Um, But you have to experience things to have your own opinion. And sometimes they might be super far from reality. So yeah, those are a few elements that were kind of a surprise, and yeah, for all of them, they were good surprises. So I hope it stays that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting because we could link uh, the first element you talked about, having a lot of processes, with the second element as well, because I think a lot of people working here, they realize that it's very process-heavy, and you can get lost in the rat race that's the wrong word but Mm -hmm. you can get lost in the complexity of things so you have to take it in a light and refreshing way because otherwise you you feel as if your place of work is like a very heavy organization where you're working at so it is indeed the people that make the difference
1: yeah that's the thing and it it's especially important because we're we're dealing with people, and you know we're not just sending emails and moving forward in a process like machines, um, but we're there to partner together and to move forward and to have an impact um, on NATO in general. So no, it's a, it's, a, it's a really positive workplace, and that's that's really good to be part of it. <laughs>
0: And you were talking about perceptions or, or first impressions or ideas you might have had about NATO before joining. Mm-hmm. Um, can you remember what made you decide to apply?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the first element was, surprisingly maybe, my wife. Uh, my wife really pushed me to apply. Um, I had never considered NATO because I was working in a recruitment agency. Then I was working in the private sector in a gaming um, company. So I was like, okay, i I won't be of interest uh, to a company like NATO. And I just never really thought of it. And then she would come once in a while with jobs from NATO and be like, you should apply. Um, And then I was like, okay, let's give it a shot and let's see. And then when I was researching more and more NATO, um, I was realizing that I was really aligned with the values and what it stands for as well. And that's really important for me. I have to be able to connect with the company where I work um, I also researched on the team, and I noticed it was uh, an international team, quite a young team as well. Um, and that was something uh, that was also important for me. I really wanted in an in international environment uh, because that's something I had when I lived in the UK, when I was in an agency that I lost a bit after, and it's really something I longed for. Um, and then I was like, OK, it's NATO, so there must be a ton of challenges uh, there there must be a lot of diversity in terms of the tasks. Well, now I'm recording this with you. Uh, this is not something I thought I would do at some point. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so no, so it's really, really great. And so, yeah, it's all those elements, but it all started from my wife pushing me uh, to, to apply for NATO. So yeah, you know, it just, Maybe you don't consider uh, NATO or other things in life, but maybe yeah, you should be curious and look at different uh, different things, and you might be surprised, and then uh, go for it.
0: Yeah, like you say, you you can be surprised. I I have the same feeling. Yeah. Um, when I started working for NATO, I basically did not know what to expect, mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to be a bit grey and I felt like oh it's this big black box and I don't know what's inside Uh, but now that I'm here I really have the same experience as you do especially when it comes to the people that everyone is so positive and helpful and and they really make it an enjoyable experience Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no no, it's really incredible and it's true that the the perception outside and the kind of black box it's really that Mm -hmm. it's like you hear about it on the news you can read online about it but you don't have a clear perception in terms of being an employer, for example. Exactly. Um, And so you don't really, and I don't know anyone working for NATO, so I couldn't even ask, like, how is it? Tell me the truth. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it was just, like, let's see, like, let's apply and see how the process is, how the people are, and then... Yeah, I just go from it.
0: Um, Can you tell us a bit about what you do on a daily basis? You already touched upon it lightly, but I would actually like you to elaborate on your LinkedIn tagline saying (laughs) ensuring the best talents join NATO. How do you do that?
1: (laughs) So basically, um, my job at NATO is to run the complete recruitment process from A to Z. So... Um, we we are responsible. Well, I am responsible for some divisions within international staff, um, and I will take care of the recruitment process from the intake with manager until the onboarding. Um, and how we do that? We do that on both sides, so both on the business side and on the candidate side. So on the business side, it's really about partnering with hiring managers. Uh, really. Kind of trying to understand what's their needs, how we can get to that, the the questions they have to ask, how they have to assess people, uh, and really offer solutions. Always come with solutions, with flexibility, and be efficient uh, in that so that they can run their projects and have better teams uh, to face all the challenges we have. And then in terms of the candidates... um, is being the the point of contact for them. So if they have any questions during the uh, the process or even outside, um, uh, many people send me messages on LinkedIn. I try to be as fast as possible when I answer, uh, but it's really about being close to, to candidates, facilitating the overall process because I know it might be qu- quite overwhelming. It's a long process and a heavy process. So my role is really to guide them, to assist them to, I hope, take a bit of the stress away uh, from the process as well. And once they have the good news or the bad news to be there as well and to see what the next step can be, either joining uh, the alliance or uh, maybe redirecting them or telling them, okay, this is one process. It doesn't mean that that's it for you and that you will not join NATO ever. So, um, so yeah, my, my role is really in those two aspects. And then I have many other projects that can be linked to uh, employer branding or recording uh, videos or voiceover for videos and other projects uh, within NATO.
0: Okay. I think it's really interesting what you say about the flexibility you try to create to come up with solutions for hiring managers, yep. um, especially like we've discussed, NATO is such a process-driven organization, mm-hmm. there, there's rules, there's regulations and policies. Yes. Do you feel you can create enough flexibility to uh, come up with solutions?
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's something that will probably grow with my understanding, Mm -hmm. of course, of the process and uh, the organization. Um, I would say, yes, there's a lot of processes, but there's also room for improvement. So that's something that I really like here is that you can really brainstorm. So you have something at the moment. We have some elements that are important, like I said, the merit-based approach, the integrity of the process, and those things won't change, luckily enough. Um, but then you can come up with new elements. How can we be better with testing? How we can can we be better uh, with the video interview or things like that? How we can we be more flexible uh, in our approach as well, like doing video interview rather than asking people to always come to HQ, especially if they come from the US, for example, or from Canada. Um, So I think that's really interesting. And it's also interesting that we have new people joining with fresh eyes that can come and say, okay, this is something I used to do, or maybe question what's in place, like, why are you doing this? Because as you are in an organization for a few years, you might do something just kind of automatically, and then someone will say, "Well, why do you do this?" Nick, I have no idea. I always did it, so it, there must be a reason at some point. Um, and so we, we can definitely create the flexibility and challenge also managers, saying, for example. Like, why do you need this in a candidate? Do you really need all these years of experience? Do you really need all that knowledge in uh, all those tools? Um, It's a bit the idea, for example, in IT profiles, where you need 10 years of experience on any, uh, on all the programming uh, languages, which is totally impossible. Uh, Here is our job as well to bring it back to, okay, what do you need in your team uh, to achieve this? Um, there, There might be something else, but, you know, always questioning, uh, never taking things for granted or never assume things, uh, especially in recruitment. That's something I learned from the start. Never assume, always ask the question, always ask why um, it's like that.
0: Okay. And you're mostly talking about the hiring manager side of things now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel as if the NATO application and recruitment process is a learning opportunity for candidates as well?
1: Yeah, um, because I what we're really trying uh, to do, and that's, most often what I tell candidates when they reach out to me um, and they're like, should I apply for this? Uh, sh- sh- should I go for this position or do you have other position? Uh, what we do is that the first steps of the pre-screening is as complete and as thorough and heavy, of course, uh, that comes with it uh, as possible so that it allows for uh, self-assessment. Going through all those questions, they're not just there for the fun of it and for having a long template uh, to have to fill out, but really for candidates to be able to say, well, actually, that might not be for me. Or actually, I thought I wouldn't be that great of a candidate for this one, but seeing all the questions, I can answer them all. And actually, they prompt me to remember aspect of the job, projects, things like that. So I really think it's a massive learning experience, also because you will have different steps. So you will have a language test, you will have a written test. So even if you don't get the job, or if you get the job as well, uh, you learn so much because you're challenged in different aspects. And so you will learn about yourself and you will learn what you can improve and come out of it with the positive outcome being a job or being something else that you take from that experience.
0: Okay. Okay. So the message to everyone is do apply, please. Yes. (laughs) Yes, please do. (laughs) Give Logan some more work. (laughs) (laughs) I feel as if you have already touched upon my next question, Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to know in what way you feel um, that your job allows you to make an impact.
1: Yes. Well, The bottom of it and why I love recruitment is that it's literally changing lives. Um, I know it may sound cliche, and I know some of my former colleagues didn't like that answer when we had interviews for uh, recruiters, but it's literally the case. Some people will move houses, will relocate, will change career, or will just have a next step. So that's something that I really like, and that you can really feel in the exchanges as well with uh, with candidates after saying, "Oh, thank you, it's so nice," and then seeing them in the hallways here. Um, so it, it's it's just a really nice feeling, um, yeah, that that you, you change something and you help someone achieve uh, that in life. Um, then something else is. Yeah, the impact you have on the organization itself because you facilitate projects, you facilitate innovation, you push for evolutions because you're bringing new teams, you're bringing new skills, new people, new personalities as well. Um, So you're contributing. Uh, to to NATO and you're contributing to that big machine and to the world, because when you see the impact and uh, all um, the elements on the agenda of NATO, uh, it it just, yeah, you you feel good about it and you say, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. Uh, You understand why you do it. Um, And also just culturally speaking, in terms of personality, people you bring in, I think it's also very enriching for an organization to have new people that arrive. And maybe with these kind of conversations or videos or things like that, there might be people that were not considering NATO, but that will bring a lot. It can be in terms of energy, in terms of the skills, in terms of anything, uh, but you feel like you're enriching the organization too. So I would say, yeah, the impact is on so many aspects that yeah, I'm really happy about my job and what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, it shows. It shows. And you're <laughs> smiling while you say it. So I yes. hope our listeners can hear that too. Um, it sounds like a very fulfilling but also demanding job because uh, yes. you do it with a passion. That's very clear. Mm-hmm. How do you balance your personal and professional life?
1: So it's not easy. Um, yeah, it's true that it's a intense uh, job, especially at the beginning, but it's kind of normal with any job. Uh, you need to uh, kind of... Uh, absorb all that information um, but I have a few kind of things that are in place so that I, I can still enjoy uh, life around uh, I love what I do so it helps as well uh, you don't feel like it's dragging you it's really heavy um, I also try to keep some sport in my in in my life in general so for example I I bring my sports gear to to NATO so it forces me to run back home rather than take the tram Uh, so that's kind of just forcing me to have that so that I don't get home and then see the sofa and I'm like uh, maybe I won't run. Um, I, I'm just bringing everything so uh, that I do it at least once a week. Uh, we also have flexibility, so we have uh, we have home working that is possible. Uh, so that's also something that helps. And there is a lot of trust around. So as long as you show that you do your job well, that you're there when you need to, uh, if you need a bit of flexibility, and I do because I have a one year old at home. Um, then you you will earn that as well. So that that's really something uh, that I'm really grateful, and that was really important for me as well. Uh, because as I say, I have my son. I just started a job. I just moved house as well. So it was a lot of things uh, for 2023, uh, and I'm still here. I'm still smiling and not too tired. So uh, so that's fine. But yeah, for me, it's um, I think balancing your your life is also a matter of Perception and also how much you like your job. I think you know if if you have a kind of positive outlook on your on your job and how it's structured and how you can make it work within your life. And I have a very uh, supporting wife. Um, she you- better
0: be after pushing you to apply.
1: <laughs> she feels the pressure, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it just works all together. Uh, we have a really nice team. We see each other outside of work as well. So, you know, it kind of blends as well, the professional and the, and the personal. So it really didn't feel that, that heavy, like c- compared to other experiences I had that were more demanding on that aspect. Here, I do feel like, okay, I'm not missing out on my personal life, on my son, and things like that. And at the same time, as I said, I really enjoy my my job. So it's just, yeah, the best of both worlds, I would say.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's thinking of applying today?
1: Just do it. Uh, even if you're not thinking of doing it, just read. Um, yeah, just read about NATO. Just go and explore being on the internet or on LinkedIn in particular. If you... If you want to, to just see a bit how people experience it. Um, yeah, if you're thinking of doing it, just have a look and we probably have a job for you somewhere. Maybe not an HQ, but in one of the NATO offices, we probably have a job that could be right for you. So I would say just, yeah, have a look and apply. You, you, you don't have anything to lose by applying. So j- just do it. And otherwise, yeah, maybe get curious about it and uh, have a look, read up. Uh, get interested in it. Um, and another tip I would give is if you do apply, just do it well, like be thorough, take time to do it. It's, uh, it's a long process. Uh, it's a thorough process. So just take time. We have very clear closing dates. We have very clear explanation of the recruitment process. So just make sure you follow that. And if you apply just give yourself a chance, like do it properly so that you can see where you get. Um, and we're here for you as well. If you need any help, we're one email away or one message away uh, from you.
0: Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add, Logan?
1: No, uh, just thank you for having me here. Uh, of course. It's a, it's a really nice experience. It's nice also to kind of reflect on all this because mm. it, yeah, it's been a few months, but it's nice to sit down and to kind of reflect on what you're doing, why you're doing it, why you joined, uh, even if yeah, I, I know the answer, obviously, uh, it, it, it's nice to just think back and say, okay, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm here. And uh, yeah, thank you very much.
0: Oh, thank you. And, and putting it into words and saying it out loud makes you realize even more that's why the reason is that you do what you do or yeah. what the reason is that you do what you do. Yeah. So thank you very much, Logan, for being my first guest on this podcast. I thank really you, enjoyed having you here. Uh, and I want to wish you the best of luck with um, the rest of your professional journey within NATO.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Talk soon. Talk soon. Bye bye.
0: And to you, our listener, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you thought the conversation with Logan was interesting, please stay tuned for our next episode. I'll have a talk with Tom Morin Robinson. Tom works for NATO's Public Diplomacy Division. He talks about developing an interest in politics and international relations, joining the Alliance as a young professional, and the importance of conscientious and empathetic communication. If this conversation sparked an interest to work for NATO, please have a look at our website nato.int, so that's nato.int, and click through to our career section.